depends upon us, it's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. There's lights on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be sung. There's bells and there's holly, the kids are gung-ho. True love finds a kiss beneath fresh mistletoe. Some families are messed up while others are fine. If you think yours is crazy, well, you should see mine. Oh, and the season is upon us here, folks. And this is the Bruins Beat, another edition on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. And joining me now is a singer you just heard there, Kenny Casey of the Dropkick Murphys. Kenny, how you been? Am I on? Is this thing live? This is live, my friend. This is you're on, my friend. <laughs> oh my god, nervous. Uh, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Merry I'm Christmas. doing all right. I'm doing all right. Merry Christmas, man. How's uh, how's things going? You uh, you on the road? I heard right. On the I'm road. On the road. The road. The road to hell right now. Sitting in traffic <laughs> as we speak. Um, yeah. Not but, not touring, just commuting. That's right. That's right. Actually, touring might be a little more comfortable. And uh, for our listeners out there too, Kenny, they might be wondering why am I bringing Ken Casey, lead singer of the Dropkick Murphys, uh, on a Bruins show? But if they don't know the Dropkicks well, they, you know, Kenny's a great Bruins fan. Obviously, has incorporated a lot of his Bruins passion into his music. Um, and uh, you know, we we actually I think we met because of the Bruins, Kenny, didn't we? Many moons ago and. I want to say many moons ago. I yeah. think it was the Bruins that brought us together. Jimmy. It, it was. It was the great, the great Bruins and the great sport of hockey that brought us together. I remember uh, standing on stage trying to hold up a uh, a rather tipsy Nick Boynton back in the day. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Nick Boynton. He, he played guitar on stage with us. That's right. Him and Bri- him and Brian Ralston came out played guitar. Ralston comes out with his sweet Gibson Les Paul. He was ripping. Boynton comes out with this like Kmart guitar, and he was he was playing half-ass playing these bar chords. But I, I love Nick Boynton. He, he cracks me up, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was a character. Say that uh, Brian Ralston had him in the finesse uh, column and in the musical uh, talent column. Yeah, for sure, for sure, my friend. So you've got a lot going on, even though you're not on tour right now. You've got a lot going on. Uh, you got you've really taken off with the boxing um, company that you started. So tell the listeners a bit about that, uh, Kenny, and, and just also what's going on this weekend. Sure. Well, I mean, you know, boxing was another passion of mine, um, aside from hockey. And, you know, you know, the bands had songs about, you know, boxers, John L. Sullivan, obviously. We had a song about him from 1999. And then uh, the title track to uh, – know 2003 album the warriors code a 2005 album uh with uh and the title tracks about mickey ward and he's on the cover so it's always kind of been a passion of mine something near and dear to me and then my friend danny o'connor who was um you know an olympic alternate in 2008 uh two-time national amateur champion and i would just watch his career as he turned pro and you know, you know, he's trying to fight and train, and he trained in Texas with a world-class trainer, but yet he was supposed to sell tickets in Boston and self-promote himself. And I just said, what a grind. How do these guys do it? I said, let me help you, Danny. I became Danny's de facto manager, which was really just kind of supposed to be nothing more than getting him, you know, some press to cover him and introduce him to the dropkick fans on social media mm-hmm. and stuff. But it was like quicksand, you know. I started 
you know, uh, doing Danny's fights and then I became his promoter and then you, you're doing the fight cards anyway. And I like to promote them. I think that's my strength. More, oh, for more sure. So than music, I think that's one know? of the reasons. Like, yeah, it's one of the reasons the dropkicks are where they are today. Yeah, getting people to the shows, you know. And um, so I, I, I wanted to bring like a Vegas style like atmosphere, even if it was a local, technically a local fight. I wanted people to make it feel like a special night out because a lot of times boxing on a on a local level to s- save money you know you'll just see it in a gymnasium with the house lights up and you know mm-hmm. i wanted to make it more of a show and um you know so we started working with danny and then started to sign other fighters because you know you're doing all the work anyway it's easier to do it for multiple guys so we signed um you know some guys from ireland spike o'sullivan um uh, niall kennedy who's a heavyweight we Mark DeLuca, who's a local kid, you know, great story, um, U.S. Marine, um, middle of his career, he, you know, went to Afghanistan wow. and took that big chunk out of his professional career and come back and we've got him now, he's he's 19 and 0 now and he fights uh, tomorrow night for, um, he fights for at Plain Ridge Park Casino for a, a world title, believe it or not, um, and you know, it's just, uh, it's great to be a part of it and help guys, you know, do some of that stuff that really shouldn't have to be their forte. Like, let them take care of business in the ring. And it's a win-win for me. I get to do something that I'm passionate about in the promoting side, and I love boxing. So I get to have a ringside seat and watch, you know, guys I like uh, fight, you know. Sweet. And, and you guys, are you doing a show in coordination with the event as well? Yeah, so tomorrow night from 6 to 9, uh, we are doing uh, the Clatter Fund. That's the band's charity foundation. We're doing our Clatter Fund Christmas party. And, you know, we've learned a bunch of Christmas songs and some of our own songs and some regular covers. We're just going to kind of play a, you know, a fun set where it's a few of our songs, a few covers, a few Christmas songs. And Cool. Um, we're giving away a bunch of prizes. It's just kind of Christmas vibe. We got a bunch of stuff donated. and We got, like, the bingo wheel, and we'll just, you know, pick out um, – you know, pick out winners and stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun, different atmosphere for a dropkick show. The room only holds 350 people, sold out, and and um, then the boxing is right after that. And um, you know, the show boxing shows like eight to midnight. Mark DeLuca will probably be in the ring around 11, and that's going to be streaming on Dropkick Murphy's Facebook Live. So, you, if you want to check him out. Um, and then also, really, the biggest opportunity to happen to Murphy's Boxing happens to be on the same night, and it kills me that I can't go, but Spike O'Sullivan from Cork Island, who's done most of his fights here in the last, you know, four years, he's got a huge opportunity fighting in the co-feature on HBO Saturday night up in Canada. And, oh, that's the one up in Laval, right? Yeah, and he is, you know, he's in against a very, very tough guy who was a world amateur champ when he was an amateur but um by the name of Antoine Douglas but you know Spike is uh old-fashioned throwback just come forward throws a lot of punches a lot of power he's that type of guy that you know the old fight fan would love and appreciate Spike O'Sullivan and um if he wins this fight man he would put himself into you know opportunities that would you know could really make a break make his career give him the opportunity to like earn the big bucks you know which all these guys deserve you know that's Um, great boxing's boxing's just like music in the sense that you know uh it's almost like you know one percent of the fighters are in that elite like really making money 
And then there's maybe another 5% that would be kind of along the lines of Dropkick Murphys on a comparison where, you know, we're a working band. They're working fighters. They can earn a living, but they got to fight a lot and they're in tough fights, you know. And um, and then the rest of them fighting for peanuts, you know, just because yeah. that's the nature of nature of the sport when you're trying to climb your way up the ladder. And stuff I, and I stuff. can relate, my friend, being a freelance hockey reporter, let me tell you. And this exactly. the media industry, the sports media is just uh, it's 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 like music now, man. It's especially with the advent of social media and the internet. Obviously, it just it helps, but it also creates obstacles as well because I'm sure you've seen it as well. It it dilutes the industry to a point. You know what I mean? Of course, you know. But but Jimmy, the cream rises to the crop. So yep. you know, I'll keep Wait, rising. No, the, cream, the cream rises to the top. Wow, I have a coffee. <laughs> Hey, uh, let, let's get into that other passion uh, that we share there, and that is hockey, and specifically um, the Boston Bruins, Ken. And I'm not sure how much you've been able to follow off and on this season, um, but you know, this is a team obviously with a lot of turnover and a, a new coach this year in his first full season. And Bruce Cassidy, uh, the Claude Julian era is behind us. Uh, I, you know, and I, I thought he was great for what he did for the organization. I kind of think that, in a way. I didn't like the way he was sort of hung out to dry, uh, and a lot of people blamed him for a lot of things that I don't think were his fault. But, you know, it's a yeah. business. It happens. But let's look at the team right now. And, I mean, what do you like about the direction of this uh, organization right now? Well, first off, when, I, when you know, when, you know, obviously being a longtime old-school Bruins fan who loved the association of, the you know, the band's kind of grit image and stuff, I just – when there was going to be that move to speed and stuff, I was like, ah, you know what, man, I'm probably going to end up going the way with hockey that I went with basketball after Bird retired and just kind of like, ah, it's not like it used to be. And and I got to say, though, I don't know, man, the speed and the, and the creativity of this team, you know, it has me hooked. And I know they're young and I know they make mistakes and they can – pull some, a rabbit out of their hat like they did in in uh, Detroit the other night, you know, mm-hmm. and then they can get dominated the next night. And, 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 yes, that is the case, and obviously consistency would be better, but, like, I don't know. It's like old Bruins teams weren't scoring with a minute left when they pulled the goalie and then scoring overtime. It was always the other way happening to us. You yeah. Know? And uh, I, you know, McAvoy, for everything he does great, he makes a big mistake, but, I mean, he's, he's 19 or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know really where the long-term direction of this team would go, and if they have the pots to like win a Stanley Cup. But I will say that even when they struggle and fail, sometimes I'm enjoying the ride. You know. Yeah, and I think you have to take that outlook. I mean, they're they're never gonna say it, Ken. I mean, you're never gonna hear the the Bruins organization say it publicly that this is a rebuild, but it is. It, but it's it's yeah. it's the Morton Day rebuild. You know what I'm saying? Like in a cap era, and you, you see so many teams do it. And you, you brought up the Red Wings. I think, you know, they were the, the king of it. For so many years, they were able to just sort of keep retooling on the fly and keep competing. I, I think that's kind of the model the Bruins are trying to follow right now. But you have to you have to have patience. But, um, you know, I, I look at it, I, I, I love all these young kids coming in. It's a breath of fresh air. They're fun, like you said, they're fun to watch. Well, I'll tell you what, they're fun to cover as well. Um, they're out yeah, there having a lot of fun. You have, when a, guy, when a guy would come up from Providence, and I'm not even going to throw names off, but, you know, watch a guy up from Providence and, you know, maybe it's the Providence is strong now too, but you watch when they bring these kind of rotating fourth line guys. I'm talking over the last yeah. five, six years ago. 
oh shit, they're gonna they're gonna play this guy again. He exactly. Anything in, you know, to, in the, but some of these kids, man, it's just like not only like the grinders, fourth line guys, but just the young guys that you see come up that you know, you know, they get put into into first second line uh, positions on occasion when they get the chance. They do something. You know, it's I don't know. I'm 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 all in. I hate to say it, but I'm all, I can't believe I you know. But the speed, you know, listen, you know, as fighting goes out of hockey and as, as it changes, the I, the entertainment value of that speed and passing and time, I mean, it's almost like, oh, this was probably going on for a while with other teams, you know, but this just was never the Bruins game. Even that year that they won the Stanley Cup, I mean, my God, every one of those power plays was just like back to Chara <laughs> for a slap shot, you know, and it was just like, it was just grit and grinding. I mean, just just my kids you know both play hockey and i you know but they're like doing their homework and a lot of times i'm watching a game and they're in and out kind of i can't tell you how many times i'll say i gotta rewind this kids come in here and watch this pass or this goal and i just feel like as a bruins fan i was never saying a lot of that before you know <laughs> yeah i'm with you you know and I, I think you know going back to have it sort of in trying to embrace it and enjoy it and having patience I think for guys like our age, Kenny, like not that we're old by any means, but you know, for our generations, that we we didn't see many Stanley Cups. You know, I mean, we we didn't yeah. get to taste it. We went so long; it was what thirty nine years uh, between Stanley Cups for the Bruins. So, and now you get this sort of millennial generation around Boston that's so used to winning championships that. I think it's hard for them to sort of have the patience we're expressing right now, you know, and I just laugh at them at the things they complain about or the things they critique, like even the way they look at Tuka Rask, you know, it's like he's become a whipping boy and has he, has he been great? No, he has, he could be a lot better than he's been, but I don't think he's the main issue, but it's like, I feel like this, this, this younger generation is so spoiled and they got to realize like, Guys, you're lucky to see what you're seeing. Like, and you got You got to experience the growing pains here and there. Yeah, it's it's tough. And, and you know, and interesting. Like, the, probably the fact that the Celtics are great this year doesn't help. Yeah, the cause exactly. On Causeway Street either. You know, because like I have season tickets, and I've been busy and haven't been able to go a lot. And I I leave them with a buddy of mine who's a broker across the street, and just try to you know if I can't go, if I or, or no one that I I'm not giving them away. I try to you know hopefully at face value. Like the Caps game last night, you know, they were like, ah, you know, maybe get you, you know, two thirds of the face value. And I'm just like, wow, it's a Thursday night against the Caps and they're coming off a great win in Detroit. Yeah. And, you know, I I'm, I'm just, you know, using that to gauge the interest in the team. And it's, it surprises me that, you know, the youth hasn't captured a little bit more attention. But I guess, in, like you said, in the, in the bottom line is, people want to back a winner and they want to say is this a team that can win a stanley cup and it probably isn't a team that can win a stanley cup i don't know maybe we make a couple of moves at, you know at the trade deadline or I know. Not, you know but remember the days kenny when we'd just be happy if we could somehow get by montreal you know in the playoffs oh, i mean that yeah, was like yeah, the stanley no. cup to us you know yeah no that dynamic has changed for sure and uh you know i think i think winning the stanley cup you know it, it gave people a little more faith uh-huh. in but it also gave him higher expectations, you know? Yeah, so. for sure. Hey, before we let you go, Kenny, uh, I don't know if I, I'll put you on the spot here, and I don't want to crank the memory a little too much, but, I mean, what what got you into the Bruins? When when did you get in, and, like, what's one of your earliest, you know, memories of becoming a Bruins fan? Oh, man, my, my grandfather was a pretty uh, – I, I grew up living with my grandparents, and my grandfather was a 
pretty dialed in guy in the city and, you know, he would bring me to games and really little, like, you know, the end of the war era. And, you know, if you remember the old garden, um, you know, you couldn't go from the bench to the locker room. They had to put the little kind of black accordion, you know, uh, walls up that would block off, you know, the walkway underneath so the team could come and go from the locker room. And, you know, my grandfather would know, like, the detail cop. And, you know, I'd, I'd get to stand in there and all those guys would pat me on the head. So, like, from, you know, Hogan's Heroes and the Bruins, you know what I mean, born into it. Yeah. Just as little yeah. as I can remember. Um you know, that kind of O'Reilly era was like really my, you know, era of like watching hockey, like on my own, not without, you know, not without like my grandfather or something, you know, sitting me in front of a TV. And um, and then, of course, that, you know, Neely era was, was that era of, you know, as a teenager going to the games all on your own and sneaking into the old garden and uh i think the statue of limitations up on all that but uh you know it just you know i mean hockey was uh hockey was you know that was just that was, was the game amazing. that was the, that was that was the, i always say you know i mean even the red Sox was so i mean i'm sorry the celtics was silly in the bird era winning so much but like i never even tried i, I loved the celtics in the 80s Right, but I never went to Celtics games. It was almost like too corporate. Like you couldn't even. Yeah, no one I knew could even. You know, but but Bruins games I was always at, and you know it was just yeah, a huge part of my life. Definitely my number one team and sport. And um, you know, it's nice my kids. You know, being able to do it with my kids now. My middle child who's twelve now, but yeah, I remember when the Hawks Hawks brought him out to Chicago, and uh, you know, such great fans in Chicago, kind of like ripping my son about hey, it was that Bruins you know that, that was just a great series and um and I remember when that game six when the Hawks came back and won it at home and you know my son walking out just in tears you know and you like, could relate so, to him so because those yeah, are the type of losses yeah, no, that but it was, we watched no, you know not that you want to see your son cry but like the fact that they're that passionate about yeah. it, you know is, is awesome exactly know? yeah and you know I'll tell you you bring up the grandfather story that he was my grandfather the same way he's the one who got me into hockey and he used to tell me they used to in the old uh, double bills when they, you know, Bruins are playing a day and the Celtics at night. They they just stay in the bathroom in the old garden for both games yeah. and they'd hide and, and and take in both games. Those are good good times. But hey, listen, my friend, I appreciate you taking the time. And when do you guys go back on tour? Uh we're back on tour. We go to Europe in late January and then come home from that tour in late February and go straight into a. U.S. run that ends in um, Boston over St. Patrick's Day, and uh, then we're, you know, same old, uh, same venue, off. House of Blues, or we're doing four nights, four shows at House of Blues, and then one of them uh, get boxing. And they're all sold out already. Even the boxing, the box. Oh, <laughs> Finally, great. the people who have been pushing the boxing on are starting to take to it. So yeah, it's, um, we, we were talking about maybe even moving the boxing on on St. Patrick's Day up to a Gannis Arena. So. We shall see, you know. All right. Good stuff, my friend. Well, hey, best of luck and uh, keep in touch, all right? All right, buddy. Keep up the good work. See you later. Appreciate it. Ken Casey, the Dropkick Murphys, joining me here on another edition of the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. I'm Jimmy Murphy. We'll talk to you next week. I chase these dreams down city streets.